Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Doms and Submissives, written by Billy Rosie. Scintillating Stories of Dominant Women Take a walk on the wild side with this collection of femdom-themed erotic stories by renowned British eroticist Billy Rosie, author of the fetish classics Enslaving Eli, and Memoirs of a Sex Slave, Confessions of a Submissive Woman. Vicariously experience the allure, the thrill, and the fulfillment of BDSM for sexually submissive men, as well as the dominant women whose authority they crave. This anthology includes Rebellious Slave, Solomon's Secret, Subspace, and Laocoon. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Doms and Submissives. Subspace My mind traces the words of her mantra. A submissive is to be measured from the inside, for it is his soul that is enslaved. His body simply follows. When I know that she is coming, my mind slips, slides away, stealthily embracing the stillness of the hours, the silence. I traverse to a subspace, a phrase used within a dome sub-relationship. Within that concept, it's a place where a sub knows that he is safe. His dome knows too. She is pleased and gratified. She knows that her sub trusts her. That is how it should be. We have talked about subspace, she and I. She hadn't known that it is a phrase used in mathematics. It's a space contained within another space. It makes complete sense to me. I am ready to surrender. My whole soul is engaged. If the world were to look, the world would witness a sacred intensity. My senses are sharpened because of the blindfold. Darkness heightens each sensation. She circles me. I hear the slow tap, tap, tap of her red killer heels on the cold concrete floor. She pushes my helpless body. I sway. I quiver. I sense her smile as she sees her work hanging by the wrists, the cold, heavy chain links hooked to an old wooden beam. I inhale her fragrance. Chanel. Always Chanel. She smells of sex, too. I smell my own stink, mingling beneath the surface. I inhale musky sweat and raging pheromones. My erection jerks. The cold, hard concrete floor teases the very tips of my toes. The chain links chink and rattle as I struggle for purchase. This isn't the first time that she's kept me hanging, dangling. The last time necessitated a trip to the emergency room with a dislocated shoulder. She is gentle for the moment. Her fingers circle my cock. A cool hand plays with my testicles, bouncing them lightly. Her long fingers pinch the delicate skin of my scrotum. Her tongue strokes the tip of my cock, licking up the precum wiggling her hard, pointy tongue into my urethral opening. It amuses her to push the tip of her pinky finger inside. I don't know why she does it. She never answers when I ask her. 
But then it is not my place to ask. My erection throbs. I moan my arousal, groan my pain. She is involved in a process of pushing me further than I think I can go. I hear the whoosh of her riding whip. My body jerks, anticipating the pain of the slashing crack across my erection. But it doesn't happen. She's teasing me. Teasing my erection. It's a diabolical teasing, because I know that sooner or later I will bellow with a nauseating rage as the pain bites. What I dread most is when she leaves me hanging in the dungeon, alone. Sometimes she is away for hours, or at least it seems like hours. There are vast spells of invisible, unremembered time. Sometimes I think I glimpse eternity. I drift. Is it unreasonable to attempt to call up the sensation of pleasure, to fill in the horrible discord in the black behind my eyelids, to soften and soothe the harsh, hard disdain of the clashes and chimes in the soiled darkness? I breathe. Consciousness slips and slides. Fiddly. Her name is always on my lips. Jasmine. Is that her real name? I don't know. Adrenaline, endorphins, and always, always my moaning arousal. A bowel contracting, clenching, heated fear of what's coming. We have to traverse it. Acceptance is part of the process, a blessing. If she orders me to eat my own shit later, I will do it. A debauched, depraved, distorted Eucharist. My torso is a gore of red stripes from the lashings. Old wounds broken, new wounds opened. The slow trickle of blood dripping tickles my spine. When pleasing pain turns to pleasing pleasure, I cling to these moments and replay them, savoring every soft, subtle change. I embrace the gnawing pain, my spirit soaring into a soft cantata. Ribbons of colors that you would never believe strewn about my mind. Images spliced and sutured. A slight show in the darkness that flickers behind my eyes. From where they come, I do not know. A stately pleasure dome, gleaming in white marble. An Abyssinian maid plays a dulcimer. Her dark, slanting eyes meet mine. A woman seated in the front passenger seat of a car. Her head bowed her dark, gleaming hair, hiding her face, a lamplight in a quiet Chelsea street, illuminating the interior of the car. Her dark, sleek hair moves as she breathes. She sits very still, thinking about what? I wonder. The question that should have never been asked goes unanswered. There's a stuttered attempt at conversation. She says his name. Eli. She turns to face me. She smiles. It's the same smile she'd hit me with, across a crowded room. A quiver tingles. I'd pushed and pleaded until she divulged her secrets, and on that night, the night that I had begged to be her submissive, she had told me of what would be expected of me. The heights 
that a coterie slave must aspire to. She did everything she could to dissuade me, to make me go away. She spelled it out explicitly. I would be an own creature, beaten, whipped, forced to endure every and any perversion that she threw at me. There would be humiliation, too, when I would be an object of ridicule. There would be intimate examinations in the public. There would be pain, pain that I could never have imagined possible. I would be property and nothing more. On that same dark summer's night, she had confounded me with images of males in bondage, males begging, mouths open in silent screams, imploring for release, a male being raped, the rapist, a woman mounting him in the manner that dogs do when they mate. The woman wears a giant strap-on cock, the latex cock in the process of almost sliding out of the anus. Or maybe the cock was preparing to thrust back in. It didn't matter. I could see that the cock was slick with slime from the male's rectum. A large-breasted, tightly corseted, dark-haired woman stands at the male's head holding leather straps linked to a metal thing in his mouth. The male wears the horse's bridle, a further symbol of property, as if I needed reminding. And the next photograph in the series, the rapist's cock, buried inside the male's rectum, the male's head thrown back, whether in ecstasy or despair, I couldn't tell. The photographs only tell half the story, she said. Despite the debauchery and humiliation, his swing erection tells a different tale. The inflicted depravity arouses him. She paused. On that night, Joseph was screaming for someone to touch his cock, to let him come. You were there? Yes. She told me that she wanted me naked and my fingers trembled as I fiddled with silly buttons, a zipper that always stuck, and my belt. Take your time, she said gently. She continued turning the pages of the album, a half-smile playing around her lips. As she glanced up and noticed my erection, she took my measurements, the length of my cock, its circumference at the head and the base. I felt like an animal, a horse, or a bull being prepared for an auction. I inhaled sharply as she slid back my foreskin. I wished, ah! I wished that she would lower her head and take me in her mouth, but I knew that there wasn't a chance in hell. She drew my attention to another photograph, another naked male. This one was caged, his hands gripped at the iron bars. His eyes were furious, his long hair streaked with sweat. The photographer had focused the lens of his camera on the tip of the male's hard cock. A bubble of precum exuded from the prisoner's urethral slit. I deny them release, she told him. They are denied orgasms. These males that you see here in the photographs are almost through their training program. They orgasm only at my command. Yes, they are aroused, but they are unable to reach the point of ejaculation until I give them the sign. She's shown me the tools of her trade, her toys, 
a huge black vibrating dildo was probably the most useful item in her collection. It's an aid to break down resistance, she said softly, stroking the dildo. Many men associate anal penetration and pleasure with homosexuality. They soon learn that the prostate is there for a reason. The prostate rewards direct stimulation. Males are physically rewarded for receiving anal sex and anal play if they can get around the taboo and relax. She noticed my attention was drawn to a vicious spiked stainless steel cock cage. She noticed my erection. It has to be fitted while the cock is flaccid, she said. My erection is dealt with swiftly and crudely with a jug of iced water. To demonstrate how the instrument works, she handles my soft cock gently, pushing it through into the cage. A cock ring already attached and in place is secured and tightened behind my ball sack. I watch her, watching me, testing my reaction to her small, delicate hands fingering my cock. When she snaps a padlock shut, I know that my fate is sealed. The padlock will serve its purpose of keeping everything in position. It is also a reminder to the submissive that it is the mistress who owns the cock. The submissive is completely and under the dominance control. Know that this is the last time that you will be given explanations. Her words were clipped. If this life is not for you, then I give you permission to leave now. No recriminations continue with your life as if you'd never met me. I do not move. I don't want to move. I have to prove myself worthy. She orders me to wear the device for the remainder of the evening. It is pure torture. My cock, persistently struggling for an erection that cannot be, the spikes clawing at my cock. Pain is not a big enough word to describe the ache whirling through my groin into my tight, trapped balls. I sense her return. It is her fragrance that I detect first. I hear her breathe. She does not speak. I am bursting to ejaculate, but I am physically unable to. It's the result of her training. Orgasm is impossible until she gives her permission. I have come a long way in my training. I know now the meaning of real love. I hear her cranking the wheel that controls the device. My feet hit the floor. My knees sag and my body slumps. She removes the blindfold and unlocks my chains. Her arms wrap around me. She's strong, but not strong enough to support the weight of a man in his prime, and we both sink to the floor. She's holding me close, skin on skin, my cock trapped between our two heated bodies. It's that golden, blessed moment when she takes me in her arms, strokes my hair, and tells me that all is well. All is very well indeed and that she is pleased with me. She whispers as she soothes, and in these moments, it's as if her words have magical properties, invoking spells of enchantment. Why should my endeavor be so loved? I whisper, 
You think too precisely, she replies. Just be, just be. Her whispered words have taste, texture, scent, color. They make no sense. Sometimes they make absolute sense, as if she has pondered, selected, tried and tested each syllable. I feel her nakedness. Our breathing is rapid. Sticky sweat covers our bodies, sliding us together. Always assertive, she circles my cock, wrapping her fingers around its girth at the base, guiding me inside her. Her strong cunt muscles grip tight. The blessed tinkle begins, centered within my anus, at the base of my balls, surging into my cock and up my spine. We move together, slowly, then faster, keeping time, time, time. There are seconds of lurching, inevitability, she whispers. Come. And I ejaculate, the warm golden rush enveloping me. It's powerful. My orgasms are always powerful since her, and for a few brief seconds, perhaps only five, I am floating above my body, flying without wings, so the song goes. I gaze down at the two of us making love. My best love. My only love. She whispers against my ear. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Doms and Submissives. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.